Greetings from Longtime No See, the podcast. Every week, we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my God, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This episode is sponsored by our good Canadian friends at Dream Symbols. If you're not familiar with Dream, they make some really awesome hand-hammered, hand-crafted symbols and some gongs and special effects and all kinds of crazy, funky stuff. So check them out on their website, follow them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and later in the show, we're going to dig into some of their new models. So here we go. What's up, everyone, and welcome into episode 122 of the Modern Drummer Podcast with Mike and Mike. My name is Mike Johnston from Mike'sLessons.com, and my co-host who will be joining me shortly is Mr. Mike Dawson, Managing Editor of Modern Drummer Magazine. After Mike and I get all caught up, I'll give you some information on some up clinic. After Mike and I get all caught up, I'll... After Mike and I get all caught up, I'll give you some information about some upcoming clinics that I have. After... After Mike and I get all... I seriously can't do this with you in here. It drives me nuts. <laughs> I love it so much. It's the best thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, you're trying to go too fast. That's why you're, you're like stumbling. I'm not trying to go fast. You are. This is Mike. Mike. I'm like, when I caught a little, like, I'm coming. You sound like one of those auction people. I just love it. Anyways, we'll review some gear. We'll get to a bunch of your listener questions. And as always, we'll give you our picks of the week. So let's get started. One, two. Three, four. Yeah. This is our Merry Christmas episode. Yeah, yeah, it is. Merry and Christmas, uh, happy holidays, whatever it is. I, I don't, I, I think this whole myth of like get people getting offended, the war on Christmas. I mean, who gets offended if you say Merry Christmas if you don't celebrate Christmas? I mean, seriously. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think no matter what you believe in or what you, what, you know, what you're into, I think Christmas has just become a time of year where we all reflect a little bit. We all try to give a little bit more and we just become better humans so that we can then dump all of that in January and <laughs> go back to being jerks. <laughs> At least that's what I've experienced. I try not to do that myself, but that is what I've experienced. But, but so yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I mean, I think it's I, like someone saying, have a great day. You're like, no, I'm not having a great day. You didn't no, say I don't right. believe in great days. <laughs> but, <laughs> 
I'm a nihilist. My belief system is to never have a great day. <laughs> um, yeah, happy holidays to everybody. Merry Christmas and uh, just have fun. Enjoy your family time. And to all of our listeners that are drummers, which is probably the vast majority of you, please enjoy some time away from the kit. There's nothing better for your drumming sometimes than time away from the kit. You'll miss it. And it's great. Don't be the fidgeter that's you know supposed to be enjoying a great family moment, and you're tapping out flamadiddles on your lap. Like just get away <laughs> from it for a little while. I promise, when you get back to it, it'll, uh, it'll you'll be so energized to be back on the drums. Yeah, for sure. I mean, taking a little break for me. Like I, you know, last week I wasn't feeling so great, so I didn't practice so much. And and when I finally got back at, into working on my single stroke roll, which has been a year and a half long thing. It was it was bad. Like I was struggling. Mm, I feel like I yeah. dropped back to where I was a year ago. But then today, I added five VPM. So it was just like my body needed the reset, and then yeah, all the neurons nice. are firing. So yeah, I, I can celebrate three more BPM to my single stroke. Nice. Roll. Now, okay. So is your single stroke roll accent free? Oh, or yeah, do you put yeah. an accent in there? Well, okay. yeah. I, what I'm doing is I'm using this one exercise. It's from Bill Bachman's Tick Technique, and it's it's. I think it's yeah, it's a full measure of 16th notes with each hand, and then you add 32nd notes gradually to the backside. So Got then it. eventually yeah, yeah, you're yeah. playing two entire measures of 32nd notes. So that's my exercise that I do. So it's not really like if I, I can play that exercise at 105, I could probably sit down and just play a single stroke roll faster than that. But it's this exercise right. is very endurance heavy. So to be able to get yeah, to yeah, the yeah. end of it and be able to play two full measures – so I'm using that as my barometer. So I can play that exercise at 105. I started a year ago at like 89, 90. Wow, that's not so bad, uh, especially on singles. And one one thing that people don't understand is when you're first starting out with the drums, let's say we choose the double stroke roll, you can make a, a 20 to 30 BPM increase in two weeks because you're totally. so new. And, you're, yeah. and then once you actually get a legit double stroke roll – Going from 225 to 227 is pretty massive. Totally, yeah. Something and I, to be celebrated. I, I kind of work on the similar process with some of my younger students, and I just had them, you know, I just taught them how to stretch. And then all of a sudden they could play 15 BPM faster because they'd never yeah. in their life stretched out their hand tendons before. You know? Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah, and a lot of drummers, it's funny what they'll do is to, to stretch. What they do is they play drums for 20 minutes, and they're like, yeah, somewhere around 20 minutes, I just hit the zone. It's like... Well, no, you just got loose finally. Yeah, you could have just done that. Could have did that in 30 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I mean, for some people, it, it, it could be also a brain thing where they just need to also stretch out their mind and, and free that up. But a lot of times it is a physical thing. I've been working on my single stroke roll just because I've got a um, the camp here coming up with Carter McLean. And I just know at some point he's going to show off his singles. <laughs> and I just, I just want to be able to be like... I can kind of do that, you know, it, rather than just being just clubbing it out with like two B's, what it feels like. So the one thing that I don't have, and, and this is probably something that you're mastering at the moment, is I have a single stroke roll that is like a light switch. I turn it on mm. and those are my singles, but there's no pulse to it in my mind. I don't know where I'm at. I'm right, just literally right. playing as even and as fast as I can. If you put on a metronome and have me do those same singles, I'd probably drop down about 40 BPM that, to be yeah, able to keep yeah. track of it. That was a big part yeah. of this workout for me was I have the metronome clicking on the offbeats, so I'm really conscious of how every single 30-second note is landing. Oh. So and it's without very accents, controlled. that's tough. Yeah, no accents. Everything is at like a half-stroke volume, and it's – yeah, it, 
so it's also a timing exercise to be able to hear yeah. a single stroke roll, hear 30 second notes and know where the offbeats are landing and actually can hear when I'm flamming or not. That's that's also part of the objective. It's been, you know, I've, I've never practiced like this completely neurotic before, but it it proves that it does work. <laughs> you, know? you know what it, it proves is what we said probably on episode one. Go practice. Yeah, right. Just practice pick a anything. Goal. Just yeah. pick something and do it. You'll get better. That's how it works, man. Uh, so, are you staying in town for the holidays? No, I'm leaving. I'll go down to my parents' house. It'll be a couple days with just you know my parents and, and my little pack, and then my brother brings his giant pack, and then we have chaos in the house nice. <laughs> for a couple nice. days with four. How, how many? How many kids does he have? He's got three kids and two dogs, and I got two dogs. So it'll be oh. four dogs, three kids, six adults in one house. <laughs> Man, God, I wish I could. No, I don't at all. I don't have any desire to go there. I'm going down to Southern California, uh, do the family thing down there. Three dogs, or sorry, one dog, three kids. Um, but the beauty is this go this flies in the face of everything I said about taking a break. The beauty is that I gave my nephew. A drum set, uh, a legit nice. drum set. So it's in his bedroom, and all I got to do is be like, "Oh, you guys are all going out to the ice skating rink." I'm just, ah, God, my stomach just. I go full uh, Ferris Bueller, and I lick my palms. I'm like, I don't feel good. And then they all leave, and I just rip on his kit, <laughs> and it's perfect. So. What, what do you do with your dogs? Uh, we have a like a a doggy daycare place here oh, where okay, you cool. don't. It's so sad. Like we rent them sweets. What? Um, and yeah, you can put them just in a straight kennel, but but Jack and Juno get sweets. They have flat screen TVs in their room. They each get their own bed. It's good stuff. Oh, um, so yeah, so I'll drop them off. Uh, just lost some cool points. Um, I'm sure there's drummers out there like, dude, I leave my dog in the backyard for three days. We just put a huge bag of food out there. It's all good. He just hunts um, rabbits. He's good to go. <laughs> yeah, we don't. My wife and I don't have kids, so just like you, we treat our dogs like our kids. So um, hunts rabbits. <laughs> So that's so manly. Oh man. Anyway, let's talk about your clinics coming up. What what's the deal? Where yeah, are you man. at? I'm stoked about it. I've got uh just a little West Coast run. Um and these are clinics that I'm doing to start to prepare myself for upcom- upcoming drum festivals that I have coming up, uh, like the UK drum show and I think I might be doing the Ralph Angelillo Angelio I can't say his last name, but formerly the Montreal festival. Drum Fest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I might be doing that. We're trying to work out the dates. So uh, January fifth. Uh, let's check the day of the week on that. Uh, January fifth, which is a Friday, I'll be at Bentley's Drum Shop in Fresno, California, and that's at six p.m. If you live, I would say honestly, even within five hours of driving distance, make it out to that one to see the shop. It, I. I'll be there and I'll play some drums and it'll be neat. But go there to see the shop. Bentley's Drum Shop is just one of those amazing drum shops that everyone should see at some point in their life. So uh, that's January 5th, Friday, January 5th at 6 p.m. Then the next day, I'm going to be playing my hometown, Sacramento, California. I'll be at Skip's Music, and that's a 1 p.m. clinic. That's Saturday, so hopefully everybody can make it out to that. And my band's going to be playing there. So Man on the Moon... Well, I was like, that's going to be so weird being in Sacramento and playing the tracks of my band that lives in this town. Yeah, so, right. 
but it'll it'll it. What's cool is it'll be the same as my normal clinic. It's like, well, this is where I would have pressed the space bar to play this track. So yeah. Dean and Q, come on up. Uh, so that'll be on uh, January sixth, one p.m. And then I've got a day to drive up to Portland, Oregon. And once again, if you've never been to this shop and you're within four or five hours driving distance, please come out January eighth. That is a Monday, and we're doing an eleven a.m. clinic at Revival Drum Shop. And Revival. Wait is kind of the leader in the clubhouse as far as drum shops carrying vintage gear. That's that's heaven. And I'm bringing some cash. I got a new <laughs> snare wall in my lobby. I'm bringing some oh, cash. No. I'm coming home. You are I felt totally bad. I, into it now. I'm addicted, dude. <laughs> I felt horrible. I uh, the, My contact at Revival right now for this clinic is Jake. And uh, we were kind of setting everything up. And I'm like, man, I'm so excited. And I'm, uh, I'm totally coming home with some snares. And I think he thought I meant... You better hook me up with some snares, um, and because he kind of gave me like a cool, you know. And then I was like, "No, no, no! I'm buying. I'll buy it. No, you don't. I'm not. I'm not gonna walk in and be like, I'll take that and that and that." Um, so yeah, I'm excited. Nice. So, do you treat your pre-festival clinics like a stand-up comic does? Like, kind of irons out the routine and edits out the yes. bad jokes and. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I try to make sure that all the. All the jokes need to be in the moment. I try to make sure that anything that is meant to be funny happen is is based off the moment that's happening. I yeah. never have anything, um, you know, like if I'm doing the my little version of the the timeline, the day you started, and here's Buddy Rich, and we're all in the, in the middle. That's not meant to be funny, so I don't mind saying that in every city that I go to because mm. it's meant to be inspirational. But I would never bring like a bum bum kind of like <laughs> joke. Um, <laughs> Because the thing is, you don't need to. The moment of a drum clinic is freaking hilarious. Like it you is, know, yeah. someone's cell phone is going to go off. You know, someone you're going to when you are being deep, someone will sneeze. Like, yeah, you, you, it's just kind of like I just wait for it to take shape. But I do iron out the format. Like, yeah, I remember I used to I used to always walk out to the front of the stage and try to get people pumped up a little bit. You know, uh, when I did your guys's thing at. Uh, what was that? Um, Columbus Days. Drum Days. Yeah. Drum yeah. Days. Drum da- when I did that, I remember I was still in that mode of like, you know, run out on stage. And I'm like, woo, all <laughs> right, let's do this. You know, it was like that was my role in the drumming community. Um, <laughs> and then eventually I toned it down and came out and was like, let's get deep. You know, and now where I'm at is I've made a name for myself as a drummer. too. I don't I don't really need to be like, hey, everybody, my name's Mike Johnston. I have a website. I just come out and sit down on the kit and play my first track. That's how it all starts. Um, So, yeah, so I do, but I do iron out the format of the clinic. And then I also try to think educationally and performance. What is the climax of this? Like, I don't want to do the coolest stuff and then the clinic gets progressively more and more boring. (laughs) I want them to think like, man, that was amazing. And And in my head, I'm like... I haven't even blown your mind yet, you know. Mm. Um, the other thing that I do that I don't know how many drummers do this, only because I attend a lot of clinics, I don't really see it a lot, I make sure that my clinics are just as much for the non-drummer that came to the clinic with the drummer. How do you do so, that? You make it about life. Uh. You make it about dedication to focus. Uh, you show them simple things. You make, you make amazing craft out of simple things. Every non-drummer in the world can grasp the concept of right-left kick. Mm. You play an amazing solo out of right-left kick, and then everyone's on board for it. Oh, yeah. um, but if I go in there and I, you know, 
polyrhythmic metric modulate the beat displaced <laughs> flamma flipple. It's like, you know, the husbands that came with the chick drummers and the and the wives that came with the dude drummers, they're all tuning out. So yeah, yeah. I try to make sure that, the, like, that's my best compliment that I can get is when the mom of a drummer comes up to me and says, I've had the time of my life. I didn't, I didn't even want to come to this thing, but my son or daughter wanted to come. And I just had so much fun because I'm inspired to now go back to my job and do great things. And it's like, cool. That's, that's my role in the drumming community, I feel. Dig it. I mean, I... I always have a moment at some point in the middle of the hour where, you know, my my personality splits and I'm observing myself from afar and I just start making yeah. fun of myself in my head. Like, what are you doing? Like, what the heck is this? <laughs> it happens every single time. That's awesome, and then, man. Inevitably, that's when I just say I kind of like break the, you know, it's like you, you step out of the scene and I'm like, this is ridiculous. You guys all realize how ridiculous this is. We're in a yeah, room that's good. <laughs> talking drums. That's good, too. I mean, to let them know what's what's going on. I think also for guys like myself and you – the goal for us tends to be letting or making sure that people know, hey, we're really in this together. We're all the same person. You know, I, I feel like sometimes when you're attending a clinic of one of the, you know, Uber drummers out there, sometimes you feel like, yeah, we're not in this together. You're on a different yeah, playing yeah, field, you know, but you and I are kind of like the everyman drummer that just honestly, we kind of won the lottery with our life. Like we had supportive parents. We had parents that could financially afford lessons for us we had dedication and we had parents that encouraged us to chase silly dreams like being a musician and so right. yeah it's kind of like i am you if you put in the exact same hours so that's at least what i want to give to the crowd so dig it so where are those dates All again right. december 5th i mean january 5th <laughs> damn it dawson <laughs> Everybody's going to be going to Bentley's on the wrong day. Okay, January 5th, Bentley's <laughs> Drum Shop, 6 p.m. January 6th, Skips Music, 1 p.m. And the Man on the Moon will be playing during the clinic. January 8th, Revival Drum Shop, 11 a.m. It's a weird start time, but I think it'll be awesome. I've never done an 11 a.m. clinic, so I think it's going to be fantastic. Nice. Um, Pass the coffee or so we'll, green tea or whatever out. Green tea, yes. It'll be I'll, – I'll buy green tea for everybody. I know that that one – by the way, if you want to come to the Revival Drum Shop one, that one is limited to, I think, 75 people. So you need to call them an RSVP. Please do that. I want to see you there. All right. Let's get into it. Yeah, do we what go, are we talking about? We're going to go with some drum nerdery, or do we want to talk about a, a cool dude first? Where are we at? No, I, I'd say we go straight to listener questions and get the <laughs> hell out of here. I've got full construction going on in my building. Uh, no, let's talk about uh, Rick's article in the January issue about taking basic three-note patterns. And I think initially when people think about three-note patterns... It's natural, but their mind immediately jumps jumps to triplets. Yeah, and true, that's probably true. the one place that I never accent every third note. Um, a, oh yeah, just like straight triplets. Yeah, I, I, it's very rare. I'm going dug it, dug it, dug it, dug it. Yeah. It's like right. you know, in that subdivision, I don't hit every third note. Um, I mean, unless musically it was needed. But when I'm practicing threes, it's generally inside of sixteenth notes or eighth notes. Or, um, you know, combinations of things like mm -hmm. that. So, and that's what Rick's showing right off the bat is, okay, we're used to playing one E and a two E and a three E and a four E and a, but if you take this rhythm of one E and a two E and a three E and a four and a four and a, uh, which, because he has those uh, 16th note triplets yep. at the end, I think what he's showing in this article is something that everyone needs to learn, which is how far you can take one idea. 
simple, simple idea. That's what I love about it. And it's, yes. It's what I try to instill in any lesson that I give anyone is like, look, don't ask me for more stuff because there's what you can already do. There's <laughs> a lot of potential there. Like, <laughs> uh, So wait, how long have you been playing drums, honestly? Uh, it'll be 30 years, actually, this, 30 years. this Christmas. And you said you're currently working on playing right, left, right, left? <laughs> yeah, right. Right? You're currently working on singles. Yes. Is that correct? Yeah, that okay. is correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to do with this instrument, man. Like, yep. it's, it's, it's endless. You know, one thing I would love to see, and this would be a cool thing if, if Rick did part two of this article, the current Instagram drummer wants number eight on his exercise so if you start at one they want to start with number eight yeah right because they want like show me how cool it is yep. well by the way i have no idea why every drummer in my head talks like that but anyways <laughs> um what i would love to see is reverse that article put the hardest thing first and keep reverse engineering it all the way down to the basics of what made it what it was um okay go from the walking human being all the way down to the microbe, in, you know, <laughs> yeah. in the puddle. Um, just because I, I think that'd be a cool thing to see. Like, hey, this amazingly complex thing is nothing. It's literally one e and a two e and a three e and a four and a four and a. And it's like, oh, all that came from that. You know, it's, it'd be a different way to teach. Um, it's my concept, uh, or it's the concept of show the dessert first, and then I can get you to get into the vegetables. Um, yeah, that's know. that's not a bad idea. I should recommend. He doesn't. He actually stopped short of doing all of the extra uh, variations that I think we could dig into now. Like he, right. So the, the article's in the January issue, and and it's essentially three beats of sixteenth notes and one beat of sextuplet, and you can move that sextuplet to the, each beat, and then that you right. know that shifts your three note accents in different spots of the measure that alone right. is a lot of fuel to just dude i love that he moved it to the you know not just to different downbeats the the fact that he moved it to the end of two yeah it's exactly. really cool so you have this series um, of what is it one two three four three note groupings and 16th notes and then you have two three note groupings as sextuplets yep. so you, and you just shift where the sextuplets land in the measure and it, it sounds like a totally new vocabulary, but it's nothing but that's that one that one bit right. of information. And then you start changing the orchestration a little bit, bring in some bass drum, make it a little more linear. And yeah. now it's like people can't. So, yeah, I mean, maybe something for the future of MD would be reverse engineering the lick. Start with a complicated lick and get it all the way back down to its most basic subdivision with no orchestration and even no accents. Yeah, Just, right. This is where it started. You know, keep taking things out of it. Yeah, because cool he he stops it. Um, so he replaces the third note of each three with the bass drum, and he moves the first note of each three to the hi hat. Yeah, and that's where he, that's all the room we had. But you could also then start. All right, well, let's add doubles to one of these notes. Let's add flams yeah. to one of these notes, and it just let's becomes replace one this, of the bass drums with left foot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It becomes this endless. You know, it's. I think you could just improvise with that for forever, and it always sound like fresh yeah. ideas. And I think that that's the tough thing for educators to get across. I mean, I, I've been you know doing this thing my whole life, and it's been a double life. I've been a student longer than I've been a teacher, and then eventually my my studies became studying the teacher and the delivery as much as the content itself, mm -hmm. because I want to improve my teaching. And so, 
I think if I was to look at this thing, I'm actually not learning the lick. That's like the surface surface of it. What I'm learning is how deep you can go on anything you come up with. Yeah. And then it's like, it's almost like, you know, teach a man to fish type of thing. Yeah. This thing teaches me to go back and take a look at everything I've ever learned in my life and think, oh, I could do that same process with everything. Yeah. Um, It's being way more patient. It's for me, I've learned a lot about this from doing a little bit of meditation, just a little bit. And then, Hmm. because there's always this point where you're like a minute and two minutes in where you're just like, oh God, can this be over? And then something switches where you get to like five to 10 minutes in where time just ceases to exist. And that for me, it it translates directly to the practice room. The first 10 minutes, I'm like, okay, I think I've done everything I can possibly do out of this thing. But if I keep going, all of a sudden my hands do something different or I hear it a different rhythm and it just takes it to a whole new level. So I think just the patience... You don't think that's the ayahuasca or the DMT? No? <laughs> Just kidding. You can edit that out. I don't even know what that is. It doesn't matter. Uh, uh, anyway. Damn I it. mean, yeah, maybe. No, I don't do that no. stuff. Come on. I know. That's why I can make the joke. <laughs> Could you imagine Not that there's you anything I, wrong with that, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Could you imagine you and I trying to do this podcast on mushrooms? Or on LSD, it'd be a rough go, man. Yeah, um, no, I don't. I think I'd probably just laugh for an hour, and then that'd be it. Man. We'd be done. <laughs> if we could just put a microphone in the uh, a microphone and an earpiece in my float tank, then I, I'd, be, I'd be like, dude, have you ever thought? All yeah, right, well, that's so, got to be the same thing with the float tank. You know, you get like ten yes. minutes in, and all of a sudden you're in a whole different plane of thinking, and you're you're. It, it is, and you're right. For the first three minutes, all that's coming to your mind is I'm going to be stuck in here for an hour yeah i'm bored right. out of my mind and then that's the whole point is eventually that boredom turns into freedom and then you explore things it, it's funny you know I've, I've got these clinics coming up and the thing that i thought last night as i was going to bed and kind of planning out the clinic and my mind was racing too fast i was like oh, i gotta schedule a float i gotta i gotta work this out in the tank because mm-hmm. that's the only place i can quiet my mind so so yeah i think if you guys check out um the uh it's in the rock perspective section of the current issue of modern drummer uh the article by rick is it gratin or graton i've always said rick gratin i mean i i do you remember okay. his like instructional video from the early 90s yes that was like what i when i first discovered this this linear concept mm-hmm. and odd groupings and how to you know like apply different rules to certain patterns like replace the bass drum with the left foot or add a double mm-hmm. stroke i think it's all kind of goes back to gary chafee's teachings in a way but yes that video Absolutely. was huge for me it was like one of the first instructional videos that i got that was like whoa this thing is jammed with information it wasn't just a bunch of performances and some talking that was mm-hmm. like and relatable information where you're like i could go do this right now yeah you know that's what yeah. i've always loved about about simple groupings is and and it's it's tough getting people to understand the difference between groupings and subdivisions takes a while cuz mm. every time i do something in threes guaranteed someone on instagram or facebook will say like yeah i love triplets and i'm like well so do i but there's none in this triplets are a subdivision right right, yeah (laughs) you know i'm I'm hitting every third note in 30 second notes or in quintuplets but i'm not playing any triplets um so but i i think that this stuff is so relatable to just the general drummer so i love it as well yeah check out accented three note groupings by rick gratton it's in the current issue of modern drummer okay before we get into our featured drummer we got to go back in time we got to talk about the intro yeah we Uh, totally skipped over the intro groove 
that's because it was so it was so dope that was that was like total steve gad vibe but not uh, plagiarism yeah, right right i mean it had its own thing but it was kind of like ah, oh, it's got that steve gad vibe. great sounds by the way uh, yeah, a little bit of the uh, with the Tom hits and it was that Fifty Ways to Leave Your Lover. Is that the song that's sort of yeah. like that? Totally had that little vibe, little 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 double stroke roll leading into the downbeat. Uh, but that was fantastic. So, so I'm going to butcher Lundberg, your thank you very yeah, much. I'm going to butcher your name. Oh. L U T Z Lutz or is it Lutz? Or what is it? How about this? You call him Lutz, I'll call him Lutz. All right, Bob's your uncle. <laughs> Thanks for your submission, Lutz Lundberg. Lutz. <laughs> All of our faces are covered. Oh, that man. was fantastic. Killer Groove. All right. Let's get into our featured drummer. So this is Joe from the New Pornographers. Man, is it Ciders or Cedars? Ciders, I hope, because he's a good buddy okay. of mine. <laughs> um, well, that's awesome. He's like, man, we, I've known you for 15 years. You don't know how to say my last name? Oh, we always text. Um, <laughs> That's true. So Joe Siders from the New Pornographers, and I was listening to their newest album today, and just thinking, like, uh, like okay, this is how to be influenced by something without copying it and pushing it forward. Like very '80s vibe, but yep. totally not a ripoff of the '80s at all. And I can hear drum set on it. I yeah. love that. Yeah. But you still have to play like it's almost programmed. That's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, no. He And he actually came into this band. Uh, it's probably been a couple of years now, but he there's a this is a Canadian band and the original drummer, Kurt Dahl. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Okay. But really fantastic player with a real kind of like real visual Keith Moon kind of a style. So okay. one of those gigs were like, oh, who's going to who's going to replace that dude? You know, like good luck, right. like real energetic, real visual. Uh, okay. And Joe, you know, he's, it's funny because he's really like the antithesis of that. He's not a real kind of over-the-top player or person. Right. He's one of the most kind of chill, cool guys I've ever met. But he, he, you can tell that he still just has a certain command. It's like a calm confidence where it's a, yeah. a little bit less of the kind of like crazy confidence and just the calm kind of confidence. But the coolest part is he really got that gig because he can sing. Because a lot of that, yeah. those songs are like multi-part harmonies, right? And he's, you know, yeah, he's a great drummer. But the fact that he can hit all those harmonies was like, okay, you're our guy. I mean, that's that's one wow. of those skills that, like, I wish I would have listened to my mom when she said, take piano lessons and and take and join the choir. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, never I, did it. I, uh, I, yeah, I, I was <laughs> under no disillusion at an early age that that was not going to be my jam. And, uh, <laughs> It's like, hey, is there any way you could sing? Right at that point, I was like, no, there is no way. Yeah, uh, yeah. You're lucky that my voice doesn't crack when I count us off. <laughs> so I actually tried in one of my bands right after college because the 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 singer was a John Lennon freak, and he wanted everything to have that like doubled vocal kind okay. of vibe. Sure. But I had no idea that I was singing an octave lower than him on everything. Like I had no, I couldn't tell. And so when I listened right. to a live recording, I'm like, who is that monster back there, like growling? <laughs> 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 that's awesome it was terrible and that was it I'm like nope never again <laughs> yeah it's it's but you know i i just totally appreciate it when i see it and then i also love to when they actually turn the drummer's vocal mic on yeah like because sometimes you see that guy singers. back there but i'm like i don't even hear any of that but when the drummer can really sing and really add to the song and especially if they're not just copying um if they're not just singing harmony but maybe they're singing 
like a background vocal line that's going underneath the lead line. Yeah. And you can hear him. It's like, oh, this is awesome. You know, Taylor Hawkins yep. is great. Taylor helps Hawkins. out that whole situation. Um, but, yeah, I think when I started getting into this stuff and watching Joe play, listening to the band, I just – I don't know. There was something really cool about hearing real drum tones in these – Vibes, these sonic landscapes and these rhythmic landscapes that I was used to hearing programmed drums. Yeah, totally. Yeah, they're they're very much like a, a live band, and they've been around for a long time. Um, it's it's a cool gig for Joe. I know he's super stoked because he was a huge fan of the band as well. Uh, I met oh, him. That's the best. Gosh, I met him probably going on six, seven years ago. I went to see Capital Cities and uh, Fits in the Tantrums, and the opening okay. band was this. They kind of stole the show. It was it was Joe's band. Um, I think they were called. Uh, I can't remember what they were called, unfortunately. But, but they were good. But they were so really good. good. Beat Club, I think they were called Beat Club. Okay. So I was there to to hang out with the guy from Capital Cities, and then I just met Joe backstage. I was like, dang, this guy is like one of the most like down to earth, humble, cool dudes. So we just wow. stayed friends ever since, and then. You know, because he's been doing a lot of stuff, a lot of studio stuff, and he toured with uh, Blue. You know, the guy Blue. You know, I think he wrote one of the mm-hmm. Spider-Man yeah. soundtrack songs. Juliana Hetfield, Tracy Bonham, he's uh, Adam Lambert. He's kind of been just a, a journeyman guy. So right. when I found out he got this gig, it was like, all right, man, you landed it. He's in a band, like a a big band. They're playing all over, so it's super cool. Again, one of the nicest guys in the business, so it's it's cool to see the good guys, you know, land the good yeah, gigs from time to for time. For sure. And you're not going to find a ton of, you know, solo chops of him on on YouTube and stuff. He's no. he's too yeah. busy. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's too busy being a drummer. So, uh but you can see a lot of uh live stuff with them. Uh and I'm really happy that I chose the album to listen to that I did because it's his first album with them and yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure it's his only album with them. Yeah, just so this is it. I would hate that if I was listening to a bunch of old stuff and I'm like, oh, the pocket's so deep. And then I mentioned it and then he had to write and be like, yeah, I wasn't on that. Um, so the current album is called uh, Whiteout Conditions. That's uh, released in this year, actually. And I'm telling you guys, if you're a fan of what Mike and I have always talked about with the, um, uh, the Aaron Sterling kind of drum sounds of you know snares and, yep. and just almost sounding sampled but there's just something there that lets you know i think somebody's playing that yep. check out this album it's really cool the other thing that i really got out of this album is because he's not a flashy all over the place drummer i practiced along to this album as my metronome today for about an hour and a half oh that's cool yeah, I just turned it on. It's it's rock solid, you yeah. know. Because um, I don't like playing along to bands generally. I usually play along to R and B or trip hop or anything that has programmed drum machine because mm-hmm. I don't want to fight the drummer when I'm practicing. Yeah, and he plays so solid. I was like, yeah, I could just leave it on, and I'm not having to fight him every fourth bar for his drum fill. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think yeah. there's too many thirty second note fills on that record. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, chops for days with Joe Siders. Um, but no, I mean, the, the playing is fantastic. The drum tones are incredible. So, yeah, if you guys uh, just need to chill out your drum brain for a second and listen to some great music with some great drumming, check out uh, it's the New Pornographers, and the album is called Whiteout Conditions. Uh, the title track, I wish I had my phone with me so I could see the track list. The title track is a great song, and then song three i don't know if it's one of their singles but it's it's fantastic as well i played i put that one on repeat for quite a while oh i think it's uh, called high ticket attractions so definitely check that stuff out it's really cool all right 
Let's get into some not quite candy because no one's going to get to hear this. Oh, wait, we got we to thank Dream. Oh. We got to thank Dream for sponsoring the show first. <sighs> they are a sponsor. They've been a longtime sponsor at this point and, and our most consistent sponsor. So thank you, Dream, for supporting the show. I just reviewed their Naughty Saucer. It'll be in the, I believe, the issue comes out at the NAM show. But I just wanted to drop in a little teaser of, of what this weird Naughty Saucer can do if you put it on top of a symbol. Fantastic. I guess we all got to get a naughty saucer. Uh, <laughs> now, let's get into the Focusrite Scarlet 18i20 audio interface and Octo Pre Dynamic Mic Pre Expansion Unit. Holy hell. Yes. It's a mouthful. Yes, I think we talked about this probably, I don't know, 40, 50 episodes ago when they, when they actually sponsored the show, but I wanted to kind of go a little bit deeper into what this thing is. So, Focusrite is. A pretty legendary company for I think they were started yeah they were started by the Rupert Neve so I mean wow I didn't know that yes yeah, so I had wow it was his so you're telling company. me I could have saved three grand on my Neve pre's and just uh, I ain't saying you're a sucker a, but <laughs> okay <laughs> that's also actually I do have a Scarlet uh, what is it the two I two or two and two yeah um, yeah I have like that the small version too um, that I use all the time yeah. Um, so, but these are this is second generation stuff. So this is supposedly got higher gain with lower noise, right? Yeah, on the pre's. Exactly. I mean, they they just kind of bumped everything up a bit. Uh, it's this. I think it's what is the connections? I think you can get a Thunderbolt or a USB. Um, and so there's there's an eight channel interface, which is the eighteen i twenty, that has eight microphone has eight focus right mic pre's in the back and a lot of studios I like project style studios I go to they usually have an 8 channel focus right mic pre seems to be just like a go to for you know not million dollar studios but still good quality stuff right so you, is it is it 8 on the back or is it 6 on the back 2 in the front it is for that it's 2 on the front and then 6 on the in the back so you okay. can you can plug you know a guitar or something drum okay, machine okay so right that's that was going to be my question I've always wondered <laughs> why there might be um um XLRs or quarters on the front. Is that for that? Like, let's say I just recorded the drum kit and now we're going to overdub guitars. Is that that's, why they have that? So you don't have to reach around the entire rig? Totally. That's you exactly plug, what it okay. is. Okay. Yeah, and that's why they're a, quarters also. Exactly. You can plug a, a regular guitar cable into it or a microphone that cable. That makes sense. Okay. Uh, so, you know, it's pretty flexible. It'd be cool if you have like drum machines, you want to just quickly get them into the. Yeah. Interface. Or like, I hate to, you know, bring back Aaron, uh, Aaron Sterling, but. You know, if you want to then come back into the studio and then just record just the tambourine with a yeah. with a mic. You don't have to reach around the back, deal exactly. with all the cables. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So that's the interface uh, itself. Um, and then they also offer – and that interface is – I couldn't believe the price of it. So what is it? It is – where the heck is the price? Did I not include the price in the review? Not really. <laughs> not the one I'm looking at. Okay, so – How about you tell me about the next thing and I'll look this up. <laughs> The next thing is called the OctoPre Dynamic, which gives you eight additional mic inputs that can interface directly with the 18i20, and it also comes okay. with a compressor on every channel, which is oh, wow. super cool. You can really kind of 
I mean, you can use it for subtle compression or you can go extreme, like on your room mics and get them kind of pumping, really kind of breathing yeah. with the track. Uh, so the whole thing, both of those, so you get 16 mic inputs plus eight channels that have uh, compression, compression on it. It's You'd about a thousand bucks for that. Yeah, the, the, uh, the Focusrite Scarlett 18i20 is somewhere in the 450 to $500 range. Which is insane. Insane. Yeah. <laughs> for eight channels of super clean pre's. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. And an interface. So then, and they also give you a few of their pretty popular plugins. The Red 2 EQ is a really popular Focusrite EQ. And they give you the Red Compressor, which is a legendary compressor by Focusrite. I think even uh, Chris Lord Alge uses the Red, the the hardware Red on his, all his mixes. So you get all that. I mean, it's, this is like, you know, whenever anyone says, what should I get if I want to start a studio? I always say, get the best thing you can afford, get with the most inputs possible. For this package, a thousand bucks, I think it's almost a no-brainer. Like, yeah, and you can control the um, the whole thing from. You can get a Focusrite app and control it from your phone or from your iPad. So you can control the gains. Uh, yep. You can be on the drum set, see that it's peaking, not have to run into the studio. That's one of the toughest things for me. My pre's and my interface are so far away from the kit that I almost have to record, then look at the wave files to find out I was peaking. Yeah, um, you need to, like an so assistant. it's nice. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's nice to be able to have it right on your iPad and just turn down the gain that way. Yep. It also has two headphone headphone outputs, so you can have separate control over that, separate mixes. It's really it's awesome. pretty powerful. I mean, I, it's I'm shocked at how good it sounded. I mean, it's, it sounded clean, which for most people oh, you got that's to what use you it. want. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fantastic! I did. It just sounded just clean, which I just want that. I don't want a ton of you know color because then you can do that later right. with plugins and stuff. Right. It just sounded clean, accurate, gave me a pretty pure drum sound, cymbal sound. Um, you know, and I mean, I, I paid way over that for what I'm using now. <laughs> I mean, right. It's insane. Uh, so, that yeah. Is, man. The, the compressor, I think, was kind of a sealed the deal for me. Like, wow, I can, cool. you can dial in the compression before it goes into the computer so you're not using plugins to do compression. Pretty neat, even if it's just something like just the kick drum, just a little bit of control, so, so everything kind of evens out a little bit. Yeah, just has that smoothness. Awesome. Well, definitely, uh, everyone, check out the Focusrite Scarlett 18i20 audio interface and the Octo Pre Dynamic Mic Pre Expansion Unit. So, if you if eight channels, like for me, eight channels sounds like a wonderland because I've been using two channels for <laughs> right, so long. Right. But it, I mean, in reality, I use I use five every day because Nate's got a microphone. Amber's got a microphone. I've got a lapel mic, yeah. and then I've got two drum mics. So, you know, uh, it, you know, I think eight channels is just a minimum because you might want to expand at some point. Yeah, I mean, and then especially if you, I have multiple toms that that just messes everything yeah. up. I mean, I use sixteen, yeah. and without even being extravagant, it's sixteen channels. Really? Because I have you know a pair of room mics, a close room mic, a pair of overheads. I always have four tom mics just ready to go, just depending on whatever kit I'm right. having to pull in. It just it just adds up real fast. It does, yeah. All right, we'll check it out, and you can find it on all of your online retailers or hopefully your local music stores as well. Ready to get into some questions? Yeah. So our first one is this one's from Christian over in London. Says I've been working on bringing my technique back on the practice pads as I can't play my drums where I live, and I'm I was feeling pretty good about it. Uh, I always, I feel I was always a fairly creative drummer, good at improvising, and good at playing without a band. 
Um, but when I t went, when I took my kit to a studio to practice, I felt lost. The sound and volume mm. of everything was intimidating. Yeah. Um, I was wondering if you had any advice on this. He says, um, I'm going to go again uh, and use headphones or earplugs or something like that. But any advice on what we s would suggest to get over this? Well, that, well, first of all, just know, Christian, that that's extremely normal. I experience that a lot in my camps with campers that only own an electronic drum set and they've never played without hearing protection. They've never, they've never just sat on a drum set and played it, or maybe they have very infrequently. And they're just like, gosh, I, I can't, I can't get it to be quiet enough. And it's like, yeah, drums are loud, man. Like, so I think one thing you can do is start practicing on your pad much quieter, much quieter, lower stick heights. Mm. Imagine what that would sound like on a snare drum. I always do that like you know if i see a student we're working on a specific hand pattern and i see their sticks are coming up to full strokes and they're rim shotting my pads i'm like <laughs> dude that's arena rock what are you doing <laughs> so yeah i think bringing things down on the pad will help a little bit but the other thing too is it you you might have to just accept the fact that this is kind of this little chunk of time in your life life won't always be like this and do your best to find a drum set that you can get to on a weekly basis, whether it be at a rehearsal space or, um, you know, a friend's house or, um, I'm not a fan of going to music stores to practice. <laughs> I don't like that. Let's not condone um, that. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't stand that, especially when I'm shopping. Some guys like thinking that they're filming, uh, Insta chops 96 or something. I'm like, dude, stop. Um, but you know that or the other thing too is taking private lessons maybe this is a time for you to take private lessons and you're on your teacher's kit all the time so there's different ways to go about it. what do you think man yeah i think there's no way to around it i mean the drum set is a loud instrument and if your ears aren't accustomed to it it's going to be really offensive for a while i think um mm -hmm. i almost never sit down at the kit and and not have some kind of hearing protection whether it's you know my in-ears or headphones or those eraser earplugs because I really right. can't stand the harshness of a drum set by itself. When I play gigs, all all that sound gets absorbed by the room and other instruments. I don't feel that I have to do that, but I mm -hmm. very rarely sit down in my kit and just practice without hearing protection on. So right. I think that's just something to get used to as well. But yeah, I mean, I think you just have to you have to just get on a kit as much as you can. I, yeah, I, I agree, and I think you just have to be okay with the fact that you might have a chunk of your life where you go yeah like for that year and a half i just had to be on the pad all the time but bring the volume down on the pad a lot of it is just being able to control how loud you play the instrument you know um yeah. i remember seeing mark juliana play some sextuplet stuff on a snare that was like as probably as fast if not a little faster than i could play at my max but he was doing it at you know triple pianissimo and he had so much control and then i just asked him i'm like how did you practice that i mean obviously but i mean do you really make that a focus and he's like man gigging life in new york if i play louder than that i'm fired yeah I'm that's like, true really? he's like but i have to play with the intensity of you know <laughs> of elvin jones but i got to be at this volume in yeah. doing my new york jazz gigs i was like oh cool so um mm -hmm. we all go through it buddy the other thing you could do would be like don't take your china or anything harsh sounding like get rid of whatever yeah. sounds harsh if if your snare yeah. drum sounds harsh it's probably tuned way too high if you know if your yeah. crashes sound harsh they're probably too heavy or too bright yep. so just strip totally it down that. find the sounds that are more satisfying there uh, you go. okay next one comes from oh i'm gonna totally butcher this name apology <laughs> in advance 
San, Sanivas or Sanivas? Sanivas is going to be my, mm-hmm. my guess. Yep. Yep, uh, just fine. When playing odd groupings such as fives and sevens or four four, where you go over the bar line for multiple bars, how do you keep track of the one? Ooh, man! Nobody wants to count. Uh, no, right? It's like the simple answer, <laughs> right? But I mean, and, and nobody wants to count. They're like, no, no, no. So let's just figure out the math. If I do this many threes and this many sevens, this many fives, it'll it'll just come out right. And it's like, yeah, but what if you don't want to play that one every time in those, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't exact I don't want to be order. like, here comes three threes and a seven. <laughs> it always works to 16. Like, uh, I don't I don't want to do that, you know. So, yeah, learning how to be able to count even the threes as 16th notes in the beginning, you need to be able to count. I think you need to be able to count all of the notes and just accentuate the uh, accent with your voice of one e and a two e and a three e and a four e and a one e and a two e and but eventually you need to be able to count quarter notes yeah. one ah one two three four one two three four and a one you know and then you know how to get out of it yeah what do you think bud i mean that's exactly it i think for me being able to write it out on paper so you can physically mm-hmm. see how things line up to the beat is is way more effective than trying to like like visualize it if you can't which i think is one of the most the best advantages of learning how to read music is you you can all of a sudden start visualizing notation rather than abstract how does a five and a seven fit over 16th notes but you can't see what it looks like so i think being able to write it down and see what where does the five land against the pulse and then you just kind of memorize that you know that it's going to be on the beat it's going to be on the first 16th note off the beat. Right I mean, off the beat, then you, the end. Yeah, it just, you can kind of then see the, how it – and now yeah. it, for me it just becomes all right, I know if I'm going into fives, that's, that cycle takes five quarter notes to resolve back to one. Right. And then I can – The other thing too is you know being able to play with a pulse. So this doesn't help on the overall one of a 4-4 four, four bar. But I, I've learned all my odd groupings against a quarter note pulse with my left foot. So yeah, I wasn't just off in the ether floating around. At least I knew I was in time um, and then figuring out that one. But I think, um, you know, Yost Nickel has a new book. I think it's just called The Fill Book. Yeah, it is. Yeah, check that out, man, because that that's his whole thing is these odd groupings and how two bar phrases, how you go over the bar line with these odd groupings, but you still land on the one. And and once you do a couple thousand combinations, then it, it all starts to make sense. It's a new language, and once you get it down, you'll be able to speak it. Yep. So count. That's the short answer, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, that was, out loud. Yeah, that was it back like eight minutes ago before we went on our tangents. <laughs> all right. One more. We've got this is from TJ. I didn't screw that name up. Nope. Um, so what are some things that you've spent a lot of time practicing in the past uh, that you wish you hadn't spent so much time on? Ooh. Man, I was—I thought it was going to take a different turn. I was like—I was ready to tell you the things that I practiced in the past that still benefit me today. We'll do that next week. Um, what about you? Nothing. There's not one thing that I've practiced in the past that I would say did not benefit me in some way or other. I mean, great answer. Spending two years on left foot clave has not resulted in any Afro-Cuban gigs, but it's definitely freed up my left foot to be able to play whatever I want whenever I want within a groove to kind of give me some extra texture or something. Yeah, exactly. So there's not one thing that I think I've pra- I practiced a ton of double bass. I've used double bass maybe once in the past 15 years. But now mm-hmm. my f- my feet are just in more control and more 
Yeah. So, yeah, I can't think of anything that I've practiced that I'm like, man, four mallet marimba. Have I played four mallet marimba in the past 15 years? (laughs) No, but I saw you throw some some four (laughs) stick stuff going to get textures. So, um, yeah, yeah, I would say probably the most frivolous thing that I practiced, if, if I was looking through my whole timeline and going for like, okay, what's the goofiest thing? I'd say I'd probably, I've clocked a good 40 to 50 hours of in front of the mirror in the bathroom air drumming. I never regret it. I can perform. I have no fear of looking like I'm getting into it when I play drums. Yeah. I I have it. I have it down because I put in the time. Um, When people want me to cover a rock gig, I don't have to worry like, how do you look like a rocker? It's like, dude, I air drummed (laughs) to every Deftone song, to every Motley Crue song. Like, I, I know how to do that. So even the things that would seem completely frivolous are still completely valid. So I'm yeah. with you, buddy. Yeah, so nothing. Don't be afraid. Practice it all, I guess, is the <laughs> ultimate answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'll write in and be like, so it's cool that I did. Well, honestly, I don't think I can think of anything. If somebody said, I, I'm going to do a buzz roll for a year, it's like, that's Good. awesome. Yeah. Your, that would be the toughest thing you could do. <laughs> your touch is going to be, so, yeah. What would be something that I think would be completely unnecessary? I mean, maybe having like 35 pedals and, and hitting like, every possible percussive instrument but still there's going to be independence and there's still, going to be there's yeah I, i'm thinking like you know chris adler practicing two years of brushes how would that be bad <laughs> yeah would it be bad i mean yeah. <laughs> but i mean how would that be bad for him right you know right. <laughs> yeah it probably wouldn't be fun to watch for the first three months but yeah. at some point it, i mean it could transform him as a drummer so i can't think of anything that we could make fun of that still wouldn't be something valuable in the end practice no. always makes you better I can't think of anything unless you're just practicing really crappy technique on purpose. Like right, you're, you're practicing okay. breaking drum heads or something like that. I don't feel that practice makes f- perfect. I feel that practice makes permanent. Yeah. However you practice, you'll do it that way for the rest of your life. So, agreed. But that would you know I don't know maybe <laughs> works for the people that we look up to like Daru Jones and Keith Carlock. Where I would say from the outset on mute. Oh, that's horrible technique. And then you listen to him and it's like, uh, that's amazing. Oh, yeah. and I wish I could do that. Yeah. So it, it's it's endless. All right. Thanks for sending in your questions, guys. Please keep sending them in. MDinfo at moderndrummer.com. Uh, we, we love hearing from you guys. It's awesome. And thanks again to everybody just for supporting us for the past two years. This has turned into something that Mike and I could have never predicted. And you guys, just so you know, are the reason that we try so hard to make this, you know, to never skip weeks. Um, we've skipped one week, right? Yeah, took one man. Week off. I felt terrible about it, honestly. I know. <laughs> and then when we got back to it, it took me like two weeks to get back to our normal groove. I was like, what is this thing that we do? Yeah. yeah. But, so you know, you guys are the reason we do everything. Yeah, we'll never take another day off. <laughs> so sorry. Slaves to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for everything. It, it really means a lot. Have an amazing holiday season. Enjoy the time away from the kit. I'm going to steal my cousin's kit or my cousin, my nephew's kit and just rip chops on it the whole time that nice. I'm in L.A. So it'll be awesome. Buddy, have fun with the family and the chaos. You don't have a pick of the week? What the hell are you doing here? <laughs> Dog, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm so like I'm literally staring at like contractors turning my studio into like this dream vision i've had and i'm i'm gonna go ahead and straight up admit it i'm kind of itching to be like okay so if we do the like you don't even know what's coming wait the symbol boxes can be turned on their side now they're diamonds what Uh, yeah you know the little teaser you put up with the backlights that's gonna be epic 
it's pretty neat. I mean, it's so stupid, but it's so it's I mean, all it, of a sudden the it, wall has life. Is it the goal to kind of make the the background just kind of disappear? Is that kind of what's happening? No, you'll see there. No. the So that's I mean, I would say that that was at a one tenth of being finished. OK, I, I was just excited that we had light and I had a remote control <laughs> in my hand and I can control it temperature wise from as warm as I want to as cool as I want. So I can match it with my lighting in the room. OK, cool. Um, I don't have to be like, oh, well, that's awfully blue. Um, yeah, it's it goes from literally from blue to yellow and everything in between. And I even have like a disco button where it just kind of like alternates. And, <laughs> so we can have a party in here. Um, okay. I do have a pick of the week and I'm kind of excited about it. So uh, I right, go for it. I will. <laughs> okay. So you've been on this roller coaster with me of picks of the weeks that I have pretty much purchased every Bluetooth in ear earbuds that yeah, they've come right, out with. Right. Right? I bought the braggy yep. ones. I bought these ones. I bought those ones. I was in the airport coming back from San Diego. Uh, man, we should have talked about that. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. I had an amazing meeting with Aquarian in San Diego um, at their marketing team's headquarters but i was coming back from san diego and i didn't bring anything for my ears i, I did because it was it's only like a 40 minute flight i didn't bring my in-ears i didn't bring mm. my earbuds and so you know those little uh best buy vending machines yeah right I was oh like, yeah right, let me go it's like a coke let me just machine. go and get something <laughs> yeah totally i'm like fine i'll just get something and they had the apple airpods uh, okay. Which I've kind of talked some smack about, at least in my head. Maybe not on the show, but I'm like, dude, those look silly. Yeah, they do. Look they're weird. not. They're not. <laughs> they do. They're not <laughs> massively expensive. They're about 150. So they were kind of in the range where I was like, all right, I've got the business card. Mm. Amber won't. Amber won't know about this for a good three, four days. Let's <laughs> just drop some heat. So I got them, and they blow everything out of the water. Oh, everything yeah? I've tried. Yeah, I've spent $500 on stuff. I've spent $300. They blow everything out of the water because in old school Apple fashion, they just do their job. You put them in. I don't know how they've weighted them different, but they don't fall out at all. No, I mean, I've, I've been at the gym with them for a week now, huh. and I can't even get them to budge a little bit. But they're so light, you don't know they're in, which I love. And they have the furthest distance I've experienced going away from my phone without the Bluetooth part cutting out. Um, I can literally have the phone, you know, maybe 30 to 40 feet away from me and there's no degradation in sound. Now it does, is really, do they cool. have like a microphone so you can speak? Oh, yeah. In? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There, I mean, I, I literally like, I'm slowly becoming that guy that, cause I, for, well, <laughs> the insane the person is, that wanders around talking to the air <laughs> or that just has two Q-tips sticking out of his ear. <laughs> but the thing is like, I'm. I forget that I'm wearing them. They're so light that, hmm. I, you know, with the other ones, they were shoved in my ear and they were heavy and they were kind of poking me. I was very conscious that I had a something in my ear with these. I don't know that they're in at all and they don't budge. Um, I've gone running with them. I've been to the gym. Like I said, I I've used them for quiet practice, like because they are not in ears. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you have to I put the music on. I put on uh, that song that we I recommended last week. So beautiful by Robert Glasper, um, mm -hmm. Damian Reed on drums. And I just play as quiet as I can. So, yeah, I would really recommend them. I know that they're kind of silly, um, but they they actually are the best that I've experienced. Sweet. Yeah, buddy. Maybe Santa, Santa Claus might drop oh. some of those in my stocking this year. We'll see. 
Maybe Santa Johnston already sent them to you. <laughs> but I can confirm that he did not. But maybe I should now that I said it. <laughs> My pick is there's a company that makes pretty cool accessories called Revolution Drum Company. Yeah, buddy. Or drum accessory. And they have their uh, their own moon gel type dampener pads that are called True Tones. Um, and what I like about them is they come in a little square, you know, almost like a vitamin box. You know, like you okay. would divide up like your week's worth of vitamins or something. Yeah. So it's this nice reusable, resealable box that, that you can just fit in your pocket and take to the gig. It comes with, I don't know the actual sizes, but there's maybe an inch and a half for the bigger one and, and maybe three quarters of an inch for the smaller one. Two sizes. Yeah, something small like that. Larger. Yeah. And they're in there. So you get... You get four of the big ones and six of the small ones, and they're thin, so you can actually layer two on top of each other if you want more dampening. Instead of Ooh. putting it on you know, different parts of the head, you can just stick another one right on top of it, and it doesn't stick up super high. So I used these on the gig on Saturday when the second rack tom just needed a little bit of dampening. I just put one of the small ones on it, and it was perfect. It didn't fly nice. off. They're clear, so you don't even see them. That's the um, best. It didn't stick to my drum case when I put the drum back in the case. And, awesome. and did it collect a lot of gunk, or did it stay pretty clean? It stayed clean. It stayed clean, cool. and it stayed tacky. It, it didn't, like, all of a sudden become flopping around after I removed it one time. Cool. So, yeah, these are, you know, if you're looking for something. what I, I think is really the case and the fact that they're two sizes is what did it for me because I can, I can throw it in my stick bag, and it's, you know, and it, you right. get more. It's not like with Moon Joe, I think you just get maybe four pads per container. Right. This you're yeah. getting what is it eight plus that you're getting what a crazy little part of uh our industry that's just it's like everybody's racing to have the coolest yeah gel dampener um i think uh Minel's coming out with their own uh at nam yeah. this year and and i mean everybody is but um i know that with these i got to talk to jonathan over there at revolution um because i'm a revolution case artist and so i, yeah, I definitely right. want to try these out I will check these out for sure. Yeah. I mean, it, for me, it comes down to, like, how how long do they stay with strength? Um, are they easy right. to stick on and off? And do they have some kind of container? Because I don't want to have these gooey things just all right. over my kit all the time. You know? Yeah. No, I'm with you on that one for sure. So and, I, and, yeah, clear is, is a big deal for me. So. Yeah, totally. Awesome. Check out True Tones Premium Drum Dampeners. Uh, from Revolution, you can probably find them at I would assume almost any store now, um, and I'm sure yeah. you can order them anywhere. I believe they're uh, distributed by Big Bang, I think, so they, they should are. be available just about anywhere. Um, but yeah, check there them you out. Go. Very cool, awesome. All right, brother, we'll have an amazing holiday. Enjoy the family, and uh, we will. I don't. We're not going to miss a beat, right? We're going to be here next week, like we're normal. Be here next week, and we're going to ring in 2018 like like bosses Man. i love it i love it <laughs> so our outro our outro groove is michael albrecht Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.